We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Five Reason Sports Network. Miami Sports On Demand. We now have 15 podcasts in the network covering every professional sports team in South Florida and much more, all absolutely free. Find all of our shows on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Podbean. If you just can't get enough, become a member of our patron feed and you'll get even more exclusive content. Here's a sneak peek of what you'll hear on the upcoming episode of our newest show, The Chamber Podcast. We're now joined by Dr. Peter Marciante. There's a local sports team down here hampered by injuries right now. If a team is ravaged by injuries, how much do you put of that into the training staff and the physical therapist? Unfortunately, I put a lot on it. Now what they've done is they've, they've blocked out all external doctors to have total control, and I'm not sure it's working that well. But there needs to be a little bit more freedom. and Guys need to be also take charge in, in their own health care. They can't just go to a team who's trying to manage 100 players. If you're interested in advertising your business on any of our podcasts, reach out to us at number 5 Reason Sports on Twitter. To stay up to date with all of our shows, enter 5 Reasons in your search bar and then hit subscribe. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Carlo Navas. And with me today, we have producer and co-founder, Mr. Brian Goins. Hello, Arigato. We have our... You're not using Arigato, right? I don't arigato care. Is, it's thank you. It's not... Uh, what do you think it means? Hi. That means thank you in Japanese. No. Konnichiwa is hello in konnichiwa. Japanese. Konnichiwa. I don't know what... It's konnichiwa. Not... You're like... You're enunciating the, the second H a lot. Who cares? Japanese lessons here on Heat Beat. We have our Heat Twitter president, Alf, who's incredulous already. Arigato. He's, uh, he's, he's rubbing <laughs> his temple. And we have company today. We have our friends from Locked On Heat. We have Wes Goldberg and David Ramil. Gentlemen, welcome back. <laughs> well, I think this is the first time, actually, that we've officially come on as guests on your show. I know you've been on, David. You've been on. No, no, it was more of a crossover, different. I think we were just kind of shared audio, yeah. but this is officially being a part of your show, with, complete with video, audio, everything. It's, it's. We, we feel honored to be here, to be honest. With you. It's a very intimate setting. Hey, can I just say something? Yes. Can I just like how? Okay, so you guys are doing really cool stuff over at Heapy, and I wanted to just get, give you a quick shout out. Um, the website's awesome. You guys are doing really good written content. The videos you're putting out on social is really cool. The podcast is fine. Okay. Um, you know the bumble, the whole the twenty minutes of a bumble profile. Not my cup of tea, but if you're into it, that's cool. Like, hopefully, David and I can spice things up a little bit and maybe talk about some actual heat related topics. But overall, just wanted to uh, just say you guys are doing great work. Other than the podcast, it's funny you say that because I listen to you for heat content every week. 
That's they're going to ruin our podcast. They're going to ruin our podcast with stats. <laughs> Let me tell you, before before they beat the Clippers, it was getting rough for content. Uh, we we are oh, part oh of the five. We are part of the Five Reasons Sports Network, started by Ethan Skolnick and Chris Whittingham, and our family of shows all over the network. The Dolphins just had a miracle play. Check out Three Yards Per Carry and their breakdown of all the Miami Dolphins and Fish Tank and all, all the great stuff over at Five Reasons Sports. So And find us on Dash Radio. Find us on Dash Radio. Welcome, welcome. On the welcome Nothing But Radio. Net channel. So I, I, bring up, I bring up Five Reasons because, A, we have to promo them. B, because Ethan Skolnick, former beat writer for The Heat and uh, our current boss and overlord, he and I were talking, and I was like, Ethan, man, it's getting rough every week, you know, like they win some, they lose some. It's it's getting it's getting to the pretty rough content part of the world. It's tough, man. But then they beat the Clippers and now, you know, we're back. Um So does that mean we're know, not getting an update on your mumble profile? We're not getting an update. Still nothing. We yeah. are we are but remember we had the over under no, the problem is there is no update. There's no update. It's just there have been just, no matches, nobody likes no matches. Everyone ignores me. That's not swiping enough. I uh, no. People tell me swipe right till they bleed. Do we want to commiserate why how hard it's been as just like media people to to come up with content for the heat? Do we want to waste our listeners' time with that? Because Let me tell you something. Difficult. It's horrible. Like God bless Nikias and Christian Hernandez. Uh, they do most of the written content for Heapy. God bless them for being so smart and finding interesting things because God, it's hard. Yeah, all my written content is about how crappy the team is. We've (laughs) got to do recaps for these games. Like, every game we've got to recap, and we're like, what do we talk about tonight? Um, Hassan Whiteside not setting screens? Okay, let's just go with that. Yeah, that sounds like hell. (laughs) It's the nature of a daily podcast. I mean, at least those columns are weekly, so I can understand maybe they can, over the course of seven days, maybe try to come up with something statistically based to kind of, you know, put together some comment and some content, but man... Doing a daily show and looking at a bad loss there where it's just another lineup that, that squanders a lead in the fourth quarter or the third quarter. I mean, it's, it, it gets really difficult to try and find something positive. So I'll be honest with you, Wes has flipped it completely, and he's embraced the tanking methodology. He's all aboard the tank train. I am a little hesitant to do Woo-hoo! so. Woohoo! Brian's all aboard. I'm on Team Westside. Sorry, David. I'm halfway there. I'm not there. You know, I'm David the was team. very nice in Orlando for me, but that's that's. I'm on the whole blow everything up and hopefully you lose, but I don't don't say it out loud. Like yeah, just you're get rid like of just, everybody. You're just sort of like waiting there at the end, and it's like a a five point game. That's like it's been that five point game the entire second half is like the, that's kind of the Heat's mo, and they're just like not quite getting over the hump, and you're like, you know what, this isn't bad. Like, this no, is- honestly, I I want them to win still. <laughs> like it's so bad, it's so stupid. Like I stay up to one o'clock in the morning, like hoping they beat the Clippers. Like who gives a? <laughs> shit? I, I like I I I, I, and I know I know that it's probably better for them to lose that game, but I can't help it. I get so like if they lose, I get mad. Like last night, I didn't get mad because there were so many emotional moments. Like last night was just cool as hell, and also the fact that we got to see a lot of ki- the of the kids line lineups with Dwayne and stuff like that. So it was cool. But like for the most part, on a daily basis, watching this team, like I still get mad when they lose. So I've been pissed off and angry a lot this year, which if you follow me on Twitter, you know for a fact, like I am pissed off 99% of the time. But I know like the best thing for them to lose, the the best thing for them to do is lose right now. It's a bad habit. That's a a terrible habit. Rooting for the team to win is a bad habit. When you know that it's bad. Being a fan is a bad habit. Wait, Wes, I have have a legitimate. It's bad for them. They know it's bad, but they just can't stop. They can't you and we can't stop trying to hope that they win. And (laughs) we we know it's bad for them. We know we should quit, but we don't. I will say this. Like, I would rather they lose than win with a closing lineup that involves James Johnson and Rodney Magruder. 100%. Like, so I'm at the point now of like Justice and Bam and Josh and like Wade, because Wade, I I like watching Wade plays his last year. If those guys are on the floor at the end of the game and we lose, I'm okay with it. But if, like, we throw out James Johnson anywhere in the last three minutes, I don't even care if it's, like, one one defensive possession, I'm going to lose my shit. Win or lose, I'm losing my shit. I'm going to be really annoyed. Quick poll here. How how many of you think they're going to make the playoffs? I know Wes doesn't. I, I believe they will. Yeah, they're going to make the playoffs. I don't think Orlando's they're not. The playoffs. Orlando's not good, man. Are, have you seen Vucevic lately? lately? Dude. Let me tell you Wait, something. I'm contract year Nikolai Vucevic. <laughs> My thing with this team is I just want to enjoy watching them play. And when they're playing Rodney, Hassan, JJ, 
Those it's lineups, Hassan. No, I mean Rodney's not the problem. It's Hassan, right? Rodney's no, Rodney's the, the problem. Rodney's no, I'll, I'll face Rodney. I love. Oh my him. god, let me tell you, if Rodney's playing over twenty minutes a game, like your team sucks and it's not enjoyable. Okay. Like it's way too much. Rodney Gruder. Rodney Gruder is fun. Like when he comes in, energy guy, boom, boom, boom. He hustles. Oh, look, he's so cute. Now get him off the floor. Like, oh, I'm sorry, Brian. Write that down. Uh, I forgot this one's on dash. Get him off the floor. Like you cannot have. 37 minutes of Rodney Magruder. Uh, I think I've said it before. Shoot me in the bleeping face if you're going to give me 37 minutes of Rodney Magruder. Rodney Magruder is a 15 to 20 minute energy guy. I know Nikaias gets so mad at me when I say that because Nikaias does all these breakdowns of Rodney Magruder pick and rolls. Like, who gives a crap? Sorry, guys. But (laughs) (laughs) I mean, still read the launching pad. It's fantastic. But, like, (laughs) Thirty, like I don't. That's not enjoyable. Good basketball to me. I'm not. I can't be. I'm not here for Rodney Magruder. I didn't. I didn't sign up for Heat Beat to cover Rodney Magruder. I'm telling you that much. He's not the. I mean, I understand Alf how you feel, but I just. I don't think Rodney's the issue. But I do. He's think just when, symbolic. I know he's symbolic of but, mediocrity and like he cannot guard small forwards, and we start him at small forward. Like that I'm about to sense. lose it. Like someone else take over. Like we like started my small forward and Kuzma ate his lunch and regurgitated it back into his mouth. It was yeah. so bad last night. He can't guard I, small forwards. I really felt bad for Spo last night because he was kind of in a really crappy position that the guy who was giving him energy and something was DJJ and DJJ can't guard LeBron. And, you know, you have Kelly out there and Winslow has to guard the bigger. Like it, it was just a nightmare for him to match up with the Lakers because LeBron just, you cannot put justice on LeBron because it just creates. He didn't what play. Was the problem, what was the problem with James Johnson? Like, normally he's been, well, in the past, he's been able to match up fairly well with LeBron. Last night, it seemed like he was getting cooked on a regular basis. He doesn't look 100%. Yeah, that's it. I actually, I think there were some good segments when James, uh, when they were going straight man to man. I think they did a little too much zone last night. I think you don't, it's hard to play zone against a LeBron led team. Because he's smart enough, he's going to figure out. Like, it's good in small spots, but I think they just, they kind of, they went too many uh, possessions in a row doing the zone, and uh, he's going to figure it out. Um, it's, when, when, LeBron, when LeBron wasn't on the court, the, the zone was great. But when James, it was James uh, Johnson on LeBron, and uh, Winslow was on Kuzma, I actually think they did a pretty good job against those guys when those two were out there. Um, but, but in the starting lineup, it was bad. The zone works really well against teams like the Clippers that have a more decentralized offense, and I guess Denver's another one that that would work, but a team like LeBron, it's, it's kind of difficult. But LeBron's we, been the best pull-up three-point shooter outside of Steph Curry this season. I mean, he's been that good. It, what broke Miami's zone was when he pulled up from 28 feet and was just like, fine, you don't want me to drive? I'll just do this. And then he That's exactly it. it. Yeah, he's, uh, he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna kill your zone. Yeah. He's, Wes, he's you know, too- I was... I was really, really impressed with how the Lakers offense has evolved this season because in the beginning of the year, it was just kind of like a really simple spread pick and roll type stuff. There's a lot of movement now. And they figured out their lineups too. I mean, the the reason why Winslow couldn't guard LeBron the whole game was because he had to guard Kuzma when they go small. And that's provided a lot of uh, matchup advantages for, for LA this year. And they've sort of figured that out where, okay, we've got Kuzma on the floor who... Is it, he's a small ball center, but he plays big. Like he's one of these guys who just play bigger than what he is, and that's why they felt comfortable playing him at the five this year in the first place. And so when you've got LeBron and Kuzma out there, then yeah, the Heat have to trot out James Johnson and Winslow. And in a, in a year where James Johnson isn't healthy, and let's be honest, you really don't want Justice Winslow and James Johnson on the floor at the same time because it kills your offense a lot of times. Unless Justice Winslow turns into like Ray Allen last night, but. Um, Generally speaking, you don't want those two on the floor. So I think that's given the Lakers a lot of things. And he's and LeBron, Kuzma, and Lonzo have a lot of they, there's there's a lot of good vibes happening there. Not so much with Brandon Ingram. You can talk about him at another time. But those three guys, they've figured it a lot out. I'm I, I'm not. I think I picked the Lakers and the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals right Screw now. Screw Lonzo Ball. You're crazy. I don't, I don't know who else I who else do you trust in the West outside of Golden State? Like it's LeBron. You know, I was thinking about that last night If because I know the Clippers to be better. But would I pick the Clippers in a series against them? And that's when I was like, oh, God, I'm not sure. The Clippers are like the Hawks, man, like the the Hawks of, uh, the of a few Hawks. years ago where they're a one seed and nobody believes they're actually going to do shit in the playoffs. Denver's really good, though. That, that Denver's really good. That defense at Paul Millsap has been awesome this year. Wait, like, so now he's hurt for like four to six weeks or six to eight weeks. Six to eight weeks. He'll be back. Though. No. <laughs> 
that's that's obviously hurt them. But I've been really like I I've been probably one of the loudest banging the anti Laker drum, and they've really Luke Walden has done a really good job. Like honestly, for me, when you look at coaching and coaches of the year and stuff, it's not you know you bring your system and everyone conforms to you. Is how do you as a coach adapt to your situation, oh, and your personnel? Bullshit. Luke Walton, like no, no, stop. dude, they, they've made no, they've made significant. LeBron's changes. made changes. Like look, look how bad. Every time LeBron leave, left the floor last night, they were awful, awful. Well, yeah, they were, no, because they're not. They don't have. I mean, those players aren't that good, which is why. Oh, I'm so, just, what, so what? What did Luke Walton do? <laughs> Put LeBron in the game? Oh, coach of the year. Bullshit. I'm not saying coach of the year, but I'm saying he's done a really good job in changing what they did offensively from a from a. He's done a good job of shutting the no, hell up it's, and letting it's, it's LeBron a, do his thing. Yeah, I've it's kind of similar offense to what they were running last year, as far as trying to push the pace, etc. I, I mean, I think this, the difference maker is LeBron James. To be honest with you, I could be wrong. I mean, Alonzo's doing well off the ball too. I mean, he's he's figured out how to be effective. He's making smart cuts. No I one cares. A lot. No one cares. Really good. I think he's really really good. Um, I don't think he's good at all. He missed a layup. Did you watch he that? He was a point blank layup. Okay, that was, that was justice. That was that was worse than justice. Yeah, yeah. Justice better. Can we talk about justice? Like like this this whole show should be about Justice Winslow. Justice Winslow was was Justice the best player on the floor yesterday? No, LeBron was. Yeah, it was like LeBron and then I mean, a tie I, between Kuzma and Justice. I feel like mm. it was closer than it should be. I mean, just because like Justice is pulling up from everywhere, and and when he. He was shooting off the bounce, like step Justice, back. Yeah, like Justice is shooting off the dribble, like, and he's so good with the ball, like that gives such a dynamic. And, to- and he wasn't allowed to just elbow people in the face to get him out of the way. Oh yeah, that was that was that was a that was an advantage that LeBron had. Just oh, I'll just elbow you in the face and dunk, and then oh, look what LeBron did. Stupid highlight. Do we believe? Uh, <laughs> do we believe that Justice has turned a corner finishing? And it's kind of hard because I feel like he kind of goes through this every once in a while. He, he, he had he's never gone not, through this. He's never gone through this. But again, it was Phoenix, LA, who's not a great defense, and against the Clippers. So no, but see, it wasn't defense that was stopping him from making layups. Like it was him. Like so, the fact that he's making them doesn't. It's not because he played bad teams or good teams. It's. Um, <laughs> did you guys see the the stat that Christian put? Yeah, out I was about to read that too. Do you want to read it off? Or I have no, it go ahead because I can't find it. So Christian it. or Christian Hannes tweet out today that Justice Winslow in the restricted area when Hassan is with the team is twenty nine of sixty forty eight point three percent. When Hassan is not with the team over the course of the last four games, he's gone eleven of twelve ninety one point seven percent. So this is just room to operate that Hassan clogs the paint and makes things difficult for Justice to finish efficiently. That's I think what, blaming all that on Hassan is kind of, I think we're going a little too far. But no, let's do it. Blame everything on Hassan. <laughs> but there is something to be said for not having a seven-foot statue in the middle of the paint and having a guy like Bam who actually sets good screens and creates space and actually, you know, actually can drive, you know, can work the lanes with you. Instead, or Kelly, because it's, it's also when he's out there with Kelly as opposed to Hassan. Now, blaming 48% at the rim on Hassan is, come on, it's kind of asinine. But there is something to be said about what the, the room that a lot of different people have to operate without Hassan on the floor. Like, it, it, the, the offense looks more free-flowing, and it just looks crisper, in my opinion. And David and I were just talking, that's a really good stat that Christian tweeted out there, and David and I were just talking about this the other day. When Whiteside's not on the, when Whiteside is on the floor, Winslow's got to finish not over his own defender, over another defender, over there's two or three guys packing the paint. And it just, it looks so much cleaner when Bam Adebayo or Kelly Olenek, well, Kelly is stretching the floor. Bam Adebayo is setting really good screens and just loosening things up in the paint. When Whiteside, he could set good screens if he wants to. We know that to be a fact. But when he rolls to the rim, he is so selfish in the way that he does it because he's only looking for a lob and he's only looking to get the ball on a dump off or to get an offensive rebound. And so he just stands there when everybody knows where, like Bam Adebayo can roll to the rim, and then if if the play isn't for him, he will just keep running along the baseline and make his way back to the top of the key, and that's what a center is supposed to do. Or White he still, sits, or he still puts a body on his man and boxes out. Space. He boxes out. He boxes out twice as much. Uh, the NBA stats has box out stats now. Me, yeah. It's like eight and a half box outs per thir- like per game 
versus Whiteside, who's at like 4.1 last time I checked. And by the way, and, and that's with Whiteside averaging more minutes this season than Bam. You do that by like 36 minutes, and Bam just completely blows him out of the water. That's an important thing. Now, I have a question for all you guys because <clears> – <throat> I know, like I harp on it a lot, and I lose my I lose I lose my crap on Twitter all the time. Does it matter who starts? No, because I I like I'm telling you I I feel like there's something to be said of you know you go into halftime after you battle back from whatever the starters did to you. Uh, you were down five <laughs> or six, and when Winslow and Wade start coming in, and then you come up, you get a three point lead going to halftime, and then. When you get back, when you get reinserted back into the game again, you're down by five again. I think that has to do something to the bench. Like every time I come in, I'm down by five to ten points. Does a golf handicap matter? I mean, it does, right? Yeah. So yeah, I think if if you're kind of going in and you've already, like this, this starting group hasn't been good. Like that's not a secret. Everything bears Terrible. that out. God. And all- so when you when the best players come into the game and they're like, all right, well we're down. X amount of points to start, then yeah, absolutely it matters. Absolutely matters. Just like, you know, getting an extra stroke in a golf game matters. Like that stuff just matters. I think part of it is supposed to trying to figure out what kind of units he wants to play. So Christian put out a piece earlier. We're aggregating a lot from Christian today uh, of Miami's worst five man units with at least 10 minutes. And Ellington, Magruder, Richardson, JJ, and Whiteside have played the most minutes of those bad units and they're minus 22 net rating. Which is like, yeah, not minus twenty two on the year. Yeah, no, minus twenty two net rating. <laughs> net rating so you know, per per one hundred percent, like it, they're horrible and they're playing seventy minutes. That's more than any of their best five man units that are the best. And the best five man unit they have with at least ten minutes is Wade, Rodney, Winslow, Olenek, and Bam, which is plus thirty four. So they have a lot of really positive five man units. I mean, the the top five are all in double digits in net rating, and they're playing a lot of minutes of these really bad lineups. And I but that's why I, that's why I almost say, I almost think Spo is sub, subtly tanking. Like, I think so, you man. can't yo you can't keep throwing out that starting lineup and telling me you're you're trying to win. I think but part of can. it is the injuries. Like they have guys in it, and he's like kind of obsessed. But with injuries, you have five man lineups Dude. that are good. I know, but the guy Tyler playing Torrance in and out of the lineup. Together. Tyler's in and out of the lineup. JJ's in and out of the lineup. And Tyler didn't even play oh, last game. Neither did Wayne Ellington. Suck. I know, but what I'm just saying is that we know how Spolster coaches, right? So, so, so but wait, isn't wait. that kind of like an excuse? Then, like you can't you can't excuse Spolster's behavior just because he's established and that's just quote you know, the way oh, he no, coaches. I'm, I'm being critical of him. I'm saying that I'm not going the route by saying Spolster's tanking. I'm saying that Spolster's making mistakes. Oh, okay. Well, that's fair. I mean, look, just specifically, you know, last night against the Lakers, why keep James Johnson to start the third quarter when you know he's struggling, when you can insert Justice Winslow, who's got it going up and, and, and dialed up offensively? Why not have him come in on the third quarter? And there, it doesn't matter, I think. Like, we're overstating who starts and, and this rhythm that I think players get into because, you know, they, they respond, they adjust accordingly. So I'm just not sure what the big deal is and why Spolstra is so strict about – starting certain guys and having certain guys come off the bench. He shows a lack of flexibility that I think is probably his biggest weakness as a coach. But you know what's funny, David? Because in the playoffs, we know that he'll change the starting lineup because he's done it all the time. So I don't understand why in the regular season he's so obsessed with, like, this guy has to come off it's the like bench. It's like he loves this bench unit, which, of course, we all love this bench unit. But if we you love him to start, too, yeah. They should, but they should be playing more together. Is it too simple to say that Okay, we all agree that this bench unit is really good. So start the guy, start the kids, start the guys who are the best players on the team. And hey, you know what? The, you know the starting unit that is average. I wonder if they would be above average going against other teams' bench units. Like, wouldn't Whiteside just eat up other second unit uh, centers? Wouldn't James Johnson just like go back to Tyler and Je- Tyler Johnson, and James Johnson off the bench? There was a thing there. That was a real thing that we've just forgotten about. There's real chemistry there. Like, wouldn't you just put those guys in the second unit and say, you know what? You guys aren't the best players on the team anymore. Congrats on we got you paid. We were the only people that were <laughs> going to pay you this money anyway, so you can't be upset with us. Hey, just- we outbid ourselves for you. <laughs> how much would how if if Pat Riley had the cap space? How much money would Roddy Magruder get this this offseason? Holy. Okay. Can, can, let me. Can I? Just I want to. I want to ask a qualifier. Mute me for the rest of the show because I'm going to he- lose it. Do I have the, so he's he's aware of his past mistakes, right? Like we're we're saying that if right now he had cap space and he signed all right those now. deals before. Exactly. 
understanding that okay, maybe four years. He'd give him. He give him two years. Two no, years I think he'd give him four years, two years forty two, million. Two years, two years twenty. I think he's getting four years forty million. Two years he'd 20. get a player option. He'd get a player <laughs> option. He always get a player option. Do you know, have, Wes? Have you heard my theory mm-hmm. on those deals? How did Winslow oh, no. not get a player option? All these bums get player. <laughs> Winslow's a sucker. Yo, Jay Z's a sucker, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. Anyway, Got a free title subscription. Um, what was the question? Do you know my theory on why these guys got those contracts? The other guys, the the James the Johnson, JJ, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know your yeah. theory. So that you really should have let that free title subscription joke sit for a minute. That was good. I, I didn't get it. Jay Z title. Jay-Z. Okay, uh, go ahead with your. I don't, yeah, how white do I sound? Um, <laughs> that you know, after the LeBron left, Chris Bosh, you know, had the the medical thing that was very very nasty publicly, and then Dwayne left, and that was very publicly nasty, and the heat had built up a lot of negative equity, right? And like, that's when the Riley wash stuff started. And that's like when that's kind of when everything PR wise for them started to collapse. And that's when they really, really went hard on the culture, this and that, blah, 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 that marketing. And I feel like they gave those guys deals to kind of build equity back up with players. Cause remember that Bosch situation, like, Bosch made it seem like the Heat were the bad guys, right? Like he were not painted positively. Like among Heat fans, I know that Heat fans were with the organization that you know we want what's best for Chris Bosch, but that was not a good look for them in terms of player uh, organization relationship. And then when Dwayne left, that was very public, and you know Dwayne made no qualms of leaking all sorts of numbers and figures and how they didn't fight for him and how he didn't he didn't get a phone call and this and that, and it didn't make them look good. And I do think that. Something that the organization needs, especially because they do a lot of their work via free agency, is getting goodwill with players, right? So, like, Riley gets in the room with Gordon Hayward and LaMarcus Soldiers, but that's not mattering. And I think that that's a great listen. That's a great theory. I know which I understand what you're coming where you're coming from. It's kind of building up the reputation with around the league. It's kind of a it was like almost, but you don't don't have to lock in four years. That's the problem. It was a thing, was just yeah. It was a misread because if he's trying to build up equity with the future Gordon Haywards and future Kevin Durant, well, you need cap space to sign those guys. Yeah, and you so took all your cap space for great, but you can't sign them, and and that's the problem. And I do, I don't think you're wrong, but I think another layer of that is you mentioned Bosch. That whole situation was was messy, and I don't think Riley liked how that went down. Obviously, but Dwayne Wade basically saying, you know what, peace out. I think he just felt rejected and these guys had bought in so much to the culture and like the whole thing that Pat Riley is kind of stamped on this organization. They was just like, you know what? These guys are kind of cool and I want to hang out with these guys more. Dion um, got four years for writing that stupid article. Let, I mean, that's all I'm good an article. Is, can, oh. We don't give enough credit to his agent. That was such a good call because we know how that all that stuff works, right? The, yeah, the agent call, reaches out to the Players' Tribune. Hey, Dion wants to write a piece. The Players' Tribune says, is he going to curse a lot? And they say, and then the agent says, absolutely. And they said, let's make it happen only if there's a story about roller skates. And then he's like, let's do it. So Google me. He, do, he does that. And Pat Riley reads it on his iPad. And like while smoking a cigar in the bathtub, overlooking his sunset beach, whatever. And he's like, you know what? This guy's dope. I want him, I want him to stay. I want him to stay here. And Dion Waiters has played like four minutes since signing that contract. It was that Who's Dion Waiters' agent? That contract is the most egregious to me. Like because worse than Hassan, huh? Worse than Hassan? Oh, worse than Hassan. Because at least there were other bidders when it came to Hassan. Hassan, like we need to, like we need to start doing revisionist history with Hassan. He was one of the top free agents that summer. Wow! But it was a misread on Riley's part. Go back and look at it. It was a misread on Riley's part last season. That that seems like a lot. What's that? Dion played thirty games last season. That seems like a lot. Jesus yeah, and he sucked all of them. But anyway, the biggest problem with the Dion thing is like you knew he was injured. Yeah. And he refused surgery. And you're like, okay, I'll still give you four years. And, and like, because you knew, you knew there was a possibility of him coming back. His rehab didn't work out because he's not a hard worker. So you knew he probably wasn't going to go through a great rehab. You knew there was a possibility that he would come back, require surgery, and miss more time. And in knowing that, not to mention, not just knowing that, being one of the few people in the league that knew that, you still decided to give him four years. At the time, I was okay with it because I was like, oh, Dion was good, 30 and 11. It was fun, blah, blah, blah. 
But if you, but I'm not Riley. I'm, I don't see the medicals. For you to know his medical records and know his situation with that ankle and to sign him for four years is the most egregious mistake out of all the contracts to me. What makes you say he's not a hard worker? Because he's always fat, man. Like he's, he's always not fat. fat. Okay, not wait. Fat. So he's the over fat. under on Deion Waiters is fat weight. for not fat for me. Like no, listen, no, no, no. I mean, he's, he's not. Actually, you tell, he looked like an Adonis. Okay, but he's fat for the NBA. Like you, you look at him on the court. Like when he was with the Cavs, he was chunky. It's like when we saw Dwayne in Chicago and the Cleveland. Oh, Dwayne Wade. I love Dwayne Wade. Oh, listen. We like. Come on. Well, let's let's be honest. We know a fat player when we see him. All right. Eddie Curry was fat. Uh, Deion Waiters. Uh, oh, but that, the, that's why everyone's so surprised. There's levels of fat, right? So there's like Marcus Smart is like athlete fat, and Glenn Davis is like fat, fat. But then, but like, where's but, Carmelo fine, f- falling? That, Carmelo is. I don't no. know. He, no, no, he starts wearing hoodies on the beach for no reason while everybody <laughs> else on the team is topless. There's some shame. I think Carmelo just wears doing. way too much stuff. Like, who who plays basketball in the thermal? Like it's so weird. <laughs> the hoodie thing is he's it's a it, it's it's not a fashion statement and he's no, masked it as such. Wes, it's not even the hoodie thing. It's on the court in an NBA game. He's yes. wearing a thermal. It's like what I would wear in forty degree weather. And he's on a basketball court. Everyone's sweating. Everyone's hot. Everyone's about to he's die. Not, he's not even trying on. Oh, you got to play defense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, you can tell he is so hot under that. He's like, it, I am so uncomfortable, but I just can't take this. Yeah, thing off. Th- this asshole's wearing a turtleneck. Like, what are you? doing like and i think I, I i don't know i don't even know what he looks like i don't know what like shape he's in because he's wearing like three layers of clothing are we getting hoodie dion is that the next step here i would love hoodie dion all right so we're taking a bit of a break from my takes to introduce you to our newest partner and that's AutoNation. and they make it easy to customize your newer used ride they have a huge selection of AutoNation auto gear accessories and AutoNation is your one-stop shop to get your vehicle auto-equipped with all the top brands. And you can schedule your auto gear session today at an AutoNation store near you. Design specialists will take you through an entire customization process step-by-step. Step, and they're going to help you create the vehicle of your dreams. From new wheels to a customized entertainment system, they've got you covered. And qualified buyers right now can take advantage of 0% financing for 60 months. You can schedule your session today. Just visit AutoNation.com to find your nearest location. We've got 30 minutes of the show. We haven't talked about how cool last night was with Dwayne and LeBron. Because that was awesome, guys. Like, I don't know. I know that we're talking about tank season and we're talking about bad contracts and, you know, will the Heat make the playoffs? But last night, I, like, this season was supposed to be about Stuff like last night at the end of the game, Dwayne versus LeBron. They had their LeBron has won 15 games against Dwayne. Wade has won 15 against LeBron for all for like everything right there. One shot for it all. Like you wanted to say for all the marbles. I know you I did. I wanted to say for all the marbles that I didn't want to say the cliche. I said it on my patron shot. I uh, heard that. I, I Yeah, kind of cringed for a second. Oh, so, my God. It was so corny. It was such a good. It was such a. Why did you sound like an NPR host, by the way? Well, because well, if you uh, if you listen to my patron shot, check that out on Five Reasons uh, Patreon. You could pay to uh, listen to exclusive content. I recorded that at two a.m. and everyone in my house was sleeping, and I was definitely afraid of waking the dog and everyone else up. So I tried my best to uh, to not whisper. But so, how unusual was it? How strange is it that the Lakers had a a, a video for Dwayne Wade, like somebody who had never played for that organization whatsoever? I mean, that was that was completely LeBron, right? That was LeBron and I think Kobe, because I know that Kobe and Dwayne have a lot of mutual respect for each other. And I know that. I <laughs> it's the broken nose. That? It's the broken nose. I think there are Laker fans that still hate year. Dwayne for that. There, I think there's only certain number. There are only certain players are, are that, that are going to get that kind of treatment. And I think Dwayne. Oh, every player gets that treatment now. Where is the long form piece? Not on Paul Pierce. Video. Not Paul Pierce. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Matthew Dellavedova, I promise, is getting a tribute video when the, the Cavaliers yeah, play with the their own. No, team. no, with no, their, no, 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 With no. their former it, team. With a team like West. what Gianni's saying, with a team that. Or oh, okay, that team, never happens. There's only going to, like, the Kobe, Kobe got some. Uh, LeBron's going to get some. Paul Pierce got none because, like, like, oh. Like what? Like step back threes? Like how has, many? Has how, Dirk gotten any? Is Dirk going to stick playing. around? He's not playing. I know no. he's not playing, but is Dirk going to stick around for Luca? Because this Luca kid's good. Is Dirk going to stick around? He's done after this year. Is Dirk injured? Like, I mean, yeah, he's going to he's going to be Dirk involved. Injured, yeah. He'll be in Dallas. He'll be involved in the in the team, but he just won't be playing. Dirk is so uh, so sad to watch Dirk play. He can't move. Uh, 
a quick aside on Dirk. Like Dirk was good last year with the Dallas bench. Like he was like really good. That was like a sneaky, really good lineup. And this season, Dallas's bench is one of the best in the league. And now Dirk's gonna nobody wants to hear math like, but Dirk's gonna come back and that's gonna get really messy. Like I, I don't no. know what they're gonna okay, Dirk's not getting the tribute videos, is he? No, he's not, which is sad because Dirk deserves it. Dirk's awesome. He's more like Duncan, though, in that sense, that he's he's just going to quietly walk away and and not necessarily get the, the farewell tour that isn't as Dwayne Wade is. But Dwayne's not really, I mean, if you look at Dwayne, Dwayne's not really leaning into it that much. I mean, he's oh, doing horse little, shit. Oh, well, come on. Hold on, wait a second. Dwayne's not doing the media tour. Dwayne's not doing the, he's not, you know what he's I mean? He's doing like, the most subtle media tour by saying it's not a media tour. And at the same time, he's just getting, he's like answering questions constantly about his age, retiring, closing the chapter, it, et cetera. It's just like the Ira. Jersey. It's Ira the and Jersey, Reynolds yeah. and Barry Jackson. Jackson and that's it. No, other cities, what what we haven't seen yet, and I wrote about it in my The Heat Are Boring column, is that we're, we're going to see a lot, like what happened in L.A., we're going to see a lot more of that happening towards the end of the season, especially with Eastern Conference team. Like when he goes to Madison Square Garden for the last time, they are going to have a video tribute for Dwayne Wade. How many times he dropped 50 in that building? Come on, get out of here. about when he goes to Utah? Um, They're probably just going to call him racist shit. Um. <laughs> Hold on, Wes. Did you do that yeah. knowing he would say that? Because the second you said Utah, I knew exactly what he was going to say. I had no idea what he was going to say. I just There's going to be tiki torches outside and guys with really bad haircuts. <laughs> it's going to be that McConnell guy from uh, <laughs> Alt Right Haircut. <laughs> Can <laughs> the thing about the jersey swap is that I think it that actually. Is it is it a little much? Yeah, like the whole like posing for the photos and stuff. But if they if that happens, like the media is going to want pictures of it because that's just like that's easy money. They waited but for the cameras to come out. They do. They do wait. I, I think because they're, they're, they're superstars, like they understand that they want that. And they they like LeBron is like the king of being friendly with the media and getting them in his pocket. You know, but you as media, you don't want that. Like I know that as someone 100%. who does content creation, like I need more pictures of them so I can but Photoshop. Here's the other part of this is that it, ma- it he is giving something to the players that matter to the players. And I will give him credit for that. Like Donovan Mitchell getting a Jersey at the end of that. Yeah. It's really cool. Something Hold to on. Donovan Mitchell. Like okay. for Mitchell, who's just starting this career. I think he's like, you know McCollum, that's really cool. CJ McCollum guys. Who Josh Hart got shoes. Work with this, this, this work happened with though, but this happened when, when Kobe was retiring, that they happened gave him stuff. No, no, and he gave shoes away during his retirement tour, but he did it in the locker rooms, and he didn't do it at center court at the end of games, either a win or loss. have his shine, man. Hey, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I will take the superstars in the history of the league. Like I'll take the second greatest shooting guard ever, and I will. I will take. Yeah, thank you. Hey, I've been I've been on that train for ten years. I look. It's be- I would take the the jersey swap on the court in front of cameras over putting up fifty shots in the last game and and, and submerging an Please. entire season. He better put fifty <laughs> shots in the last game. Oh my god! I am disappointed. It's if at Brooklyn. Start too. the last. Okay. Double points if it's like a playoff like play in game. No, it's at, like, at Brooklyn say, too. Sorry. Let's say if the last game of the season, it doesn't matter whether they're getting in to the playoffs or not. If Dwayne and Udonis don't start that game, I'm going to. Oh, riot. me too, dude. I'm going to be so mad. By the way, if you look at our, our friend uh, Rohan and Cardi from Sports Real, from you keep Real. getting his name wrong. So hard. How do and Cardi? Just say Rohan, Nad, 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 Nad Cardi. Jesus Christ, and Ro- I, Rohan. I can't say Rohan's a friend of the show, dude. Like I love Rohan. Rohan, you're awesome, man. Rohan, Rohan, Ro- is it Rohan, Rohan. Now, now I'm shook. Bro, he's big time now. He's got a show oh, with Chris Mannix now. Rohan's the best. Rohan better come on with us. Um, again, so Rohan's been on this uh, start Udonis train, mm. and Udonis quality minutes in that Clipper game. <laughs> yeah, because they only had eight players. Worse than what we're watching. Let, hold on, wait a second. Alf has a point. You saw those de- crisp defensive rotations sealing <laughs> off the paint. Like I was, I'm gonna tell you something. I was impressed with UD. Look, I, I think as somebody who wants the Heat to lose as many games as possible, start them and the three kids. The rest of the year, let's just do it. You're starting, you know, yes. Just do that the rest of the year. But let's not pretend like if if you start Haslam at the five, every single team in the league is just going to put him in a pick and roll and just abuse him. And that's the problem. No, no, but, Haslam should start at the four next to Bam. Next to Bam, I see. Yeah, there you go. Then problem we're, solved. We're back. We're back. We're back. <laughs> no, we're back. it should be the kids, Dwayne, and you die. Game. Forty-five wins. Forty-five yeah. wins. I'm all about that. Bam well, no, starting okay, so at the, the five. You did the four. That Brooklyn game to end the year. 
Dwayne Wade puts up 50 shots. UD starts. Justice, Josh, bam, they do their thing. We're all super impressed. The Heat lose the game because Haslam's starting at the five. D'Angelo Russell and Jared Allen just run up the pick and roll over and over again. Dwayne Wade puts up 50 shots. D'Angelo's not going to be healthy. The Heat end up getting the fourth or fifth best lottery odds. They win the lottery, and they take Zion Williamson with the first pick in the draft. That is Dwayne Wade. I'm about to rub my nipples right now. I how you think the Heat are going to lose because of Giannis Haslam. Like they're starting James Johnson at power forward right now. Like you guys has a I'm not look, you know what? I'm I'm exiting this conversation because I, I can't I'm not gonna disparage UD. I'm just not gonna say I'm not gonna <laughs> We did, we did that once on the show and we were scared. Not worth it. I just it's said not. UD sells used tires on his Instagram. <laughs> the subway godfather of South Florida. <laughs> UD has a lot of advertisements on his Instagram. He is he he. The reason he's so comfortable taking the minimum contract for like the last fifteen years, that guy is making so much money. Professional shill. Not even just like a how, shill. He just has. What's he making from all of the things that he's doing? Einstein, Subway, eight hundred degrees, Yo, Starbucks, degrees. Yeah, Brussels sprouts, man. I need to talk to him. Restaurants aren't the most profitable. Very risky. I'll talk to UD next time I see him. Subways are a profit center, man. Like all they do is bake bread. They blow the bread smell out the out the door so they make you go in. And they put in like a piece of meat on the thing and they charge you seven bucks. Oversaturated. Yeah, whatever happens in five hour foot long. When does Udonis Haslam uh get in with Las Patas? Like that's the real Oh dude or pub subs. It's like a standalone pub sub. Uh, If he makes that April Fool's joke, the standalone pub sub thing a reality. Like, I didn't know that Udonis Haslam could become bigger in South Florida lore, but if he did oh, that, he that would be it. He passed one. This is overrated, by the way. I said oh, it. Oh, oh yeah. What? Oh. Wait, what's overrated? Las Patas. Oh, no, 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 no. Pub Sub's better. Pub Sub is better. I agree with that. Las Patas is not true. Las yes, it's crappy. Right. They're like, that's yeah. like, the, those are like the LeBrons and Kevin Durant's of the, of the sandwich world. Like, they're just like, they're in their own universe. You just, you accept it. You know what it is? You I think there's. No, but no, nothing else is close. I think I, it, I think it depends on where you're from, and this is going to be a cultural thing. I think uh, West Indian, Caribbean, Latin American, we like harder, crustier bread, and that's yeah. what you get at Publix. You get that soft bullshit bread at Las Patas <laughs> and Subway. Like I can't stand that. Like Happy Hanukkah. Yeah. <laughs> you you wait like five seconds to eat the sandwich, and it's soggy as crap. That's like, the man. best. What are you kidding? Oh my god, soggy bread! I almost threw up in my mouth. We gotta eat. You don't. You don't let it get soggy, but you get like the nice in between. It's perfect. Throwing up in your mouth makes it soggier. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> sub talk. You can only find that on Miami Heat beat. You can only find that on Miami Heat beat. So taking a quick glance at the standings, you know we're talking about tanks and Chicago, Cleveland, Atlanta, Phoenix, New York. Those are really, really bad teams that I just think Miami's roster is just fun. Like just playing the kids is going to will you to more wins than all those people. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that's the problem, right? It's like, you know, we, we keep getting questions from our listeners and Wes, of course, saying that the tank is, is what we should embrace. But I think this roster, no matter how bad they play is still better than those other teams and probably guaranteed to not wind up with a, a good lottery pick. So what's the point? I mean, this feels a lot like the Dolphins going eight and eight again or something like that. Like we're going to get a 12th pick in the draft or somewhere around those lines. Is that the kind of talented player that we think is going to change this team for the better? I don't see it. And I, I don't agree, to be honest with you. Here are two games out of the number six seed right now. Yeah, and that's, that's the spot because you're not, you're right. You're not going to be better. You're not going to be worse than Phoenix, the, the Warriors of tanking. Chicago, the Phoenix of the East. Cleveland is super bad. Atlanta is really bad. New York is probably just going to get worse. And it looks Orlando's like not, Orlando's not good either. Yeah, but Miami could like, that's what I'm saying. If you really put your mind to it, you could probably get to that sixth spot. And then you've got the nine. They're not going to actively for, do that. You've got a 9% chance for the number one overall pick and a 37% chance to go up into the top four. That's a better chance than picking where like at 14. Do you remember when we had the BAM pick and everybody was like, we got like a one and a half percent chance to get into the top five. Like now that the lottery odds have smoothed out a little bit, I think there's a better opportunity that if you get into that top six, you have a real chance to lose. West, they are not bad enough to lose that much. Like I just disagree. Not. I think they are. I think they. I don't think they're <laughs> no, very they're not, man. Did we they're forget how bad this team was like two not, weeks ago? 
Like they are not good. Like the, look, Justice is having a moment. Josh will have another moment. Bam is is good, but that's like the end of the list of good players on the Heat. Wayne, Wayne Ellington's a good basketball player. I know Wayne, Wayne Ellington didn't even get a single minute last night. He's Kelly Olynyk. Kelly Olynyk is a winning basketball player. He's Damn had right. a he's had a tough year, but I I'm, I'm a I, look at his net. I think his net rating is the best on the team. I actually, Wes, I really disagree. I think he had a slow start, but I think all the been good, like legitimately positive lineups and like double digit net rating with a significant sample has Kelly in them. Like, and like you, as works himself back into shape. Like when you put him Ke- next to Bam Adebayo, he's been really good this year. But also next to Winslow, who has well, not you been put anybody next to Winslow. And now you've you know, I, I mean, but look, I'm just saying, I'm, like if you look at the Eastern Conference, just let's just take the Eastern Conference. I don't know that Miami is like. Are you confidently saying that they are better than Washington? Better than yes. Brooklyn? I'm not. Better they're better than, than Washington. They're better than Brooklyn. They're better than Orlando. They are. I like. I know they've lost some of these games to these teams, but okay, unless the Heat actively, they've uh, lost all those games to those teams. By the way, and Washington okay. has. <laughs> what I was about to say, they're not better than Orlando. The Magic. <laughs> yes, are they like, are. But the problem is, but they lose to Orlando, then they go beat the crap out of the Clippers, like on the road. Like the second the, night of a back to back, unless seven and, I think the Heat are seven and two against the Western Conference this year. Yeah, no, the that is, unless is that right? They've yeah, yeah they, 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 so. no, they the, the two losses me. cannot no, because they've lost to the Kings, the Lakers twice. They might no, be so six and three, and three now. now. They're six and three. That was it. Yeah, they're six and three. Wow, but Heater. They unless the Heat actively play the wrong players on purpose, which they won't do. They are not bad. I mean, supposed to supposed to trying. I don't know. Sometimes I really, you know, I might be wrong. Sometimes I think they are trying to do that. No, but, but Alf, uh, can I can I tell you something to your point before I forget? Because I wanted to say this earlier. Like to the point of supposed to subtly tanking. I think as the season has gone on and the the numbers have bared like bigger sample sizes, he's gone to like the the lineups that work better. Like he's gone to Kelly and Bam together significantly mm-hmm. since we as a community started noticing. Hey, these numbers are good, and he he's going to that well consistently what the problem is is i think that's something they don't have enough guys but that was well i guess that was my question it doesn't matter who starts if he's playing because it seems like once justice enters the game with four minutes left in the first quarter he doesn't leave right Right. um it doesn't matter if he starts if he's playing 35 minutes a game but i agree with Wes. like it's there's only so many times that you can go to be down five six eight ten points when you come in, eventually it's like a, it's a golf handicap. Like you're just, it's, I mean, I don't think the team is good enough to constantly overcome large deficits. The other part that I want to push back against is we keep kind of talking about how, okay, once you guys, you start getting back, the heat will get healthy. Eventually, you know, what's going to happen when they get healthy, more guys are going to get injured. And that's just sort of been this heat team for the last two or three years. I mean, we keep talking, Oh, when healthy, this team is good. This team has never been healthy. Like this is just not, a group of guys who are healthy basketball. Is it the training staff? Because there are people on Twitter that are alleging that this training staff sucks. It's not the training staff's fault. I think they're doing the best they what they can. The coaching David, staff. <laughs> David, exactly. David's got his theory on this. What's your Wait, theory? theory? No, I think it's Theory's the coaching not. staff. I think they're 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 killing these players. To be honest with you, I mean, look, we see Wait, this killing. How do you mean out. killing? Murdering. Well, not Lock killing. killing? <laughs> no, you would know. No, I think, you know, you're, you're seeing it play out in Chicago with Jim Boylan, right? And maybe that's an exaggerated version of this as he's trying to put his imprint on the team that he just took over for. But Eric Spolster gets a lot of slack, and I think he's going to get a lot of slack with Pat Riley, who notoriously ground players into the ground the same way that we make fun of Tom Thibodeau for doing nowadays. And I think Spolster does the same thing. Look, they practice today. They practice today after playing a game in Los Angeles last night on the road. They had practices today. They're doing a lot of the same things that we're, we're seeing Jim Boylan be criticized for in Chicago. Maybe not to the same extent, but two and a half hour practices. I mean, their shoot arounds last much longer than any other team in the league. Much longer. Like they go over it. If, if media is supposed to interview them at 1140, they won't be available till 1240, like an hour over, which is ridiculous. So they go extra long in these practices. But Dave, I also feel like when somebody does get injured, they're given like an extra two weeks beyond what that's fair. The other player would be given to come back. Yeah, but then, but then once they're back, theoretically to 90, 95%, then they get ground back down again because they go through these long, arduous practices. I'm more, and I'm more worried about when guys come back healthy that – Spo's gonna like feel the need to play them. Like Hassan comes back, oh, he's got to start again. 
Like yeah. I just feel like it's going to lessen the minutes of the guys I want to see play, and I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose it again. I think yeah, that's, that's, that's a good benched. I really do. Johnson. I think, I think Whiteside gets benched. You think so? Really, when I he comes I, back. I do. I think that I, I don't. I think that this team has had enough, and, and they're just not going to let him hold the team hostage with his with his fits. There's or, precedent or, or, because when he went down uh, the first season that he was here with Chris Bosh, when he went down, yeah, he, he came wasn't back making and, twenty million. I know, <laughs> but I'm just saying there's precedent, and, and his attitude is it would appear to have gotten worse. And David by the said way, this the other day, never... there's precedent. There's precedent across the entire NBA because players get benched all the time. And like Whiteside, for some reason, is the only one that takes it personally. It's nuts. Well, I think they all take it personally, but he seems to be immune to it. Like he can't get benched for whatever reason. And that seems ridiculous. Again, I don't know if it's supposed for making bad decisions. I don't know if there is a, a tanking process going on. But either way, like I don't understand why nobody stands up to his son Whiteside and say, look, statistically, analytically, in every way, shape or form, you are hurting this team by being out there. We have to change the style of play. And, and that requires you to be coming off the bench. And, and he either accepts it or he can leave, to be honest with you. The only thing I can think is that they, at the beginning of the season, they were trying to raise his trade value. Yeah, sure. And um, I, I think it was working. And then Hassan became Hassan again. And then I think Brian pointed out the last episode I was on, he had, what, a groin pull or a knee strain? or He had a, he had a knee strain. Yeah, and then after that... A, br- or a bruised knee is what it was diagnosed. He doesn't... And I and like I, I'm not trying to say I don't I'm not trying to cast aspersions on a guy about how much he's injured or not, but it seems to me that he does not cope with any kind of discomfort very well. Hmm. Um, he loses. Like, he doesn't give what he can and ask out. He he kind of tries to conserve what he can and get his numbers and get his stats. And um, he doesn't. I mean, his his explosion goes away. Um, the way he he gets out to the three point line on defense goes away, and if you're hurt, you're hurt, dude. Okay, you, if you can only give us 18 minutes a game because you're injured, give us 18 hard minutes. But he's just never going to be that guy. He's always going to conserve himself like he's playing 42 minutes a night. And how much he's injured or hurt or it, just uncomfortable is going to relegate. It's going to dictate how he plays that night. And I, to me, at some point, you just like you said, you got to get fed up. Like at this point, you're not increasing his trade value anymore. I honestly would just sit. I would just tell him to stay home until 2020. Jesus Christ! No, I mean, I, I know I'm not like an asshole, we, but I'd be like, just go home, dude. Play we, with your fish. We get asked all the time about where could Whiteside go. Like, he's not going anywhere. There's no team in the NBA that is trading for Hassan Whiteside. Portland is probably just sighing a breath of relief right now that they didn't end up trading for him or signing him when they could. Dallas is more than happy with DeAndre Jordan. I guarantee it. It's just like there's no other like Whiteside is on this roster. You might as well put him on the bench. Play Bam Adebayo, who's clearly just the better player right now, and there's no reason why he shouldn't be playing more or and starting. It just makes all the sense in the world. So four years ago, four years ago, sorry, just one more thing. If I had told asked all of you four years ago who would be a more explosive player, Jonas Valanciunas or Hassan Whiteside, would you have guessed where we are today? I mean, because that would seem like such a clear cut question at that Jonas point. Jonas is not more explosive than Hassan. Oh God, are you you're kidding me? Right? I watch the Raptors because I'm a Raptors lifer now. Jonas okay. is not. Yes, he is. Yes, he's he is. He's, he's he's quicker off the dribble than Whiteside has ever been. To be honest with you, at this point, no. When Whiteside full like the beginning of the year, White Whiteside had all that explosion. He looked great. great. Yeah, no, it's like and Jonas, it, but he, Jonas he, is unplayable in like a real playoff series. So is Whiteside. <laughs> we fair. saw that last year. Oh, listen, fair dude, totally fair. I have no rebuttal. <laughs> totally, totally fair. Um, speaking of uh, the Hassan trade, so uh, our very own Lefty Leif um, had a report on the 10th. Uh, that was two days ago? What's today? The yesterday. Yesterday, yesterday that uh, the Heat are trying to move Hassan, that they're making efforts. He, didn't, he said, I don't know about a taker, but right. he can confirm that they are trying. They're intensifying efforts to make a deal for Hassan. So Europe, maybe. <laughs> I, like, where are you sending them? Like, wh- only team Washington. that makes sense is Washington. And that is only if they just compl- like, but they already have too many big contracts on the books. If if the Heat make a John Wall for us on Whiteside trade, that would I don't even know what would happen. I think. Yeah, I don't even think it's smart to trade him anymore. I I, I would just hold on if, to the expiring end up taking long term salary. I've I've actually just buy him out, bench him for the yeah, rest. Yeah, I don't of the year, buy him out in the summer. Move yeah. on. 
I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm with you. I Hold don't. On, wait, think, but what, why? Why are we buying him? I mean, that guy is going to be a giant expiring contract. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't buy him out either. Too big. Why, why I would buy him out? Send him home. Too big of an expiring. That you can't. It's a twenty-seven, a, a, a nineteen, a twenty million dollar expiring. Like it's Tyler Johnson expiring. You can move that. We just saw George Hill get moved. You can move that. Twenty-seven million dollar expiring. That's still too much. Like you can, it's take, you can probably take on salary and get some picks. If you want to, if you want to pass on the white side. I don't think there's a team out there that's willing to even take $27 million onto their cap sheet, even if they were to buy out Whiteside. Like, they don't even need to want Whiteside, but $27 million is a lot listen, of money. All you need is a team like role. Washington, did, like with Otto Porter or something that, uh, that, you know, a longer term contract that they want to get off. And then you take on you take on a longer term contract of a quality. Well, why player. do you want Otto Porter? On I'm, the just, I'm giving the an, I'm giving an example but of see, the, 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 problem, the value the of the Hassan contract. The problem with Hassan's value is you have to take on a John Wall, if you will. Mm-hmm. Right. Um now, let's say the Wizards are just like, we want to get off of John Wall, because I don't know how many years John Wall has left on his contract. Five after you, this. What, how many? Five. Five. After so, yeah. So, now you're taking like, on John Wall at $40 million. Million a year. Like, okay, maybe. Like, maybe if you really believe in John Wall that much, you do something like that, you send him Dion and Hassan. But they wouldn't take Dion because Dion goes to 2022. Maybe you send, you send him Hassan and Goran, right? Whatever. You make the salaries work. And now they now 2020, they're free and clear. And we have $40 million on our, on our books. Like, is that the smart move? The lesser version of that. If you were to do white side for Porter, is Otto Porter good enough to substantially raise the ceiling of this team? No, no. So now you've added the long-term salary there. Let those deals, the only salaries I would be right. And I wrote about this, the salaries that I'm about moving are anything that goes beyond 2020, right? If you can get off of Dion and it costs you one of the kids, I, I personally, I do it just because of how bad our situation after 2020 is. If somebody, if somebody wants Josh Richardson and you say, well, if you want Josh Richardson, you have to take Dion waiters. I do that deal. Um, I don't, some people say if, if to get rid of like, if someone will take Dion and JJ, you give them a first round pick. I wouldn't do that. I'm done giving up picks. But I'm all about, like, if someone needs Goron for a stretch run and you say, well, you have to take um, you have to take J.J. with him. I'm all about that. Even Kelly Olynyk at this point. I, I, but anything that goes beyond 2020, I just want to get off the books unless it's one of the three kids. And if it costs you one of them, it costs you one of them. To me, the Heat need to get to 2020 with a blank slate and just start over because what's happening right now just isn't working. To go beyond 2020... And yeah, you have the kids. Maybe you pick up a nice draft pick, and but to still have Kelly, James Johnson, and Dion on your on your books, like you really, you still don't have the kind of flexibility you want. We just saw the price of getting off of a contract like that is a first and a second round pick to get off a pair of contracts like that. Like we just saw what Milwaukee did. The Heat don't have those picks, but they could get those picks. You could trade Rodney Magruder probably for a late first or a second round pick. You could probably trade Wayne Ellington for something similar. You think Rodney with his deal expiring? I think because given if you trade him to a contender that's going to be picking twenty eight to thirty, yeah, I think they'd make them. Yes, because them. also he gets he gets bird rights and he's on a really cheap contract right now. So you get his rights. He's young. He's a he's just a, he's a serviceable he's player. That, that's young. I mean, he's a he's a twenty seven with not a lot of miles. Like he's a, that's a young. I would 27. compare. I would compare. Uh, like, think about like how James Ennis is right now in Houston. What kind of deal he got over the summer? I mean, sure, but think about like what what he got in the summer. I think that's something that Ronnie McGruder can probably get himself, and he's probably the better player at this point. If the Warriors know that they're picking thirty, basically, right? Wouldn't you give up give up the thirtieth pick in the draft? to get Rodney Magruder added to that bench. Like, I think it's a no brainer. Rodney and Steve Kerr have a history like that. That's the sort of move makes sense. Houston, that if, if they could turn things around by the trade deadline, maybe they make sense. I think there's a team that could be picking. Houston's going to be desperate. They lost three games in a row again. Wayne Ellington. Also, we've seen like Kyle Corver getting moved for the, you know, a, 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 a protected late first round pick. I think you can make a similar move from Wayne Ellington, get a second round pick. You got to move those guys. And then get picks, and then you attach those picks to some of these long-term contracts. Do players like Dion? You're not moving. That's not happening. Yeah, I agree. But with James you. I Johnson, agree with that. James Johnson can help a playoff team. He's not helping the Heat right now. He can. James Johnson would help the Rockets. Like, yeah, he, I, you know, James Johnson for Brandon Knight and a draft pick. Boom, done. Ooh, six. Uh, uh. But see, I see. I agree with Wes there. Like, if you can if you can get some draft picks, 
for some of the guys that have value, those are the ones that you give up in a trade to get off of a contract. Exactly. If, if we cannot amass any more picks, because we only have one pick a year every year outside of 2021, mm-hmm. um, like we can't afford to lose any more of those picks. But not I, checkers. I just feel like no matter what, you blow that up. What'd you say? Chestnut checkers. You got to think yeah. like three, four moves ahead. You got to move what? the Ellingtons, move the Magruder. Chestnut checkers, man. Oh, I think you said chestnut checkers. I was like, what the? <laughs> what What kind of white nonsense is this? <laughs> Yo, checkers has the best fries. Oh, stop. No. Maybe like end the show there. End the show there. You started on fried discourse. There's, there's nothing more polarizing. Wendy's. Ooh, no. Right. Sea right, salt. On the Five Reasons Podcast, we've got you covered on everything Miami sports. We've got a podcast out every Monday on the Dolphins and the football weekend. We've got original reporting on the big sports stories you care about, like trade talks involving Jimmy Butler and JT Real Muto, and great guests on both current events and a little Miami sports nostalgia. On a recent episode, we were joined by former Heat guard Tim Hardaway. Pat Rowley didn't want me to talk trash. We had to sit down and say, you know, he said, you know, I don't want you to be out there talking I want you to be, you know, concentrate on what we need to do and helping us win. So I was like, all right, fine. I, I won't talk because, you know, I like I like to talk. So I said, well, let me do it in practice. He said, okay, you can do it in practice, but not in game. I said, all right, fine. We've got you covered on the Five Reasons Sports Podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts.